Good evening. How y'all doing tonight? Everybody ready to do some worship? Come on. We're going to do some worship tonight. We're going to get into the presence of the Lord and and uh, have a good time. Amen. So anybody having a good week so far? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. This week hadn't felt as long as last week did. I remember last Wednesday I was like, man, this has been a long, long week already. You know, <laughs> so but it, it hadn't felt quite as bad this week. So that's OK. Amen. So, hey, let's stand up and we're going to we're going to pray and uh, we're going to get ready to go to the Lord and, and do some worship. Amen. Father, we are so thankful that we get to be in your presence tonight. And Lord, we just pray that you would have your way in this service. Lord, uh, our agenda is to come and be with you. And Lord, we have come here tonight expecting your presence, expecting your spirit to move through this place. Oh, God. Lord, we just come against any hindrance that would try to stop us entering into your presence tonight. And Lord, receiving what it is we need from you. Lord, we need a touch. We need a refreshing and we need a healing and whatever it is we need tonight. God, we have come to be with you because we know you're the God that loves us and cares for us and wants to be with us as well. So, Lord, let us enter into present into your presence and let let your let our worship be a sweet smelling aroma to you tonight. God, And we thank you for all that you've done and what you're going to do here tonight in Jesus name. You agree with that tonight? Say amen with me. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah.
on, give him praise tonight. Hallelujah. Come on, give him some praise. Don't let it go out like that. Come on. He is the exalted one. Hallelujah. Whew. Hallelujah. See if I can walk down there and not drop none of this stuff. Hallelujah. You can be seated tonight. Come on. Whew. Grab my stand here real fast. Man, tell you what, I like to do some worship. But what's bad is when I sing a part in a different octave than I'm supposed to, it just totally confused the person who's supposed to be uh, harmonizing with me. So then I got to try to figure out where I was supposed to be. <laughs> Sorry, Becca. <laughs> we practiced it one way, and I decided to get excited. And when I sung it an octave higher, she's looking at me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> Hallelujah. Whew. Well, listen, I, I didn't put any of this up there today. Uh, we were working on a, uh, an issue on the board earlier, so I didn't get a chance to. But uh, I'm going to be in Proverbs 3, like an NASB. Uh, we're going to be in Proverbs 3 a lot. You know, the other day the Lord woke me up, and I just began to write, and I just began to write things, and uh, it, it was interesting what I was hearing. Uh, it was interesting as I was hearing the stuff, and I began to write it down, and, and and then after all of it, I started figuring out what he was telling me was is it's it's about defeating the voice. Defeating the voice. That's what I want to talk to you about just for a few minutes tonight. Defeating the voice. Right? We all have this... This voice rumbling around in our heads, you know, and, and, and sometimes it's, is that God? No, that sounds like my wife. Is that the Holy Ghost? You know, we, we don't know sometimes. And, and I likened it to it's the same voice that asked Eve, did God truly say? Right? She knew who that voice was. For us, sometimes it's just our inner thoughts, but it's being pushed by somebody else, the enemy. Sometimes it's that voice inside that's our opinion. Sometimes it's the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it's family and friends. But, but what happens is, is that that voice, if we're not careful, can create a distrust. And it can undermine, or at least try to undermine our faith. Because through time, if we're listening to the wrong voice... It's, it's going to deceive us, but it's going to make a distrust in there. And, you know, my sheep know my voice. And another they will not listen to. Well, how many times have you listened to the wrong voice? Yeah, but he it clearly states, my sheep know my voice and another they will not listen to. But I know I've listened to the wrong voice along the way. And so I want to talk to you tonight about defeating this voice Here's a question for us tonight. How many of us have been studying the Bible for at least more than a year? Yeah, I, I know I have. All right, so I'm not going to go down the line, you know. How many of us would say you get uh, lack of faith sometimes, you know, in areas? Yeah. We have trust issues sometimes. Yeah, okay. Well... Some people say it because they've never read the Bible. But that's not our issue tonight because most of us say we've read it. So we're, I'm, I'm just trying to move us down the line. How many of us would say that, that we, we have a, an okay grasp of the Scripture? I'm not saying you're a deep theologian that you can do every bit of it because I, I am nowhere near that. 
uh, but I read great men and women of God that have published things that help me with that, and the Holy Spirit does the other part. So if we have all of those things, why is it that we still struggle? Well, I, I want to I read a couple things to us. I don't believe it's, it's in every era, area, but it acts like it is. And I think that's part of our key tonight. You see, I think what the enemy tries to do is make you think you know less than you do, make you think you have less faith than you do, makes you think that God hasn't done things for you. See, it's always he's trying to mask the picture. And maybe there's one little area and he makes it huge. And so it, it's not a lack of understanding. It's none of these things. It's it's. Dealing with this voice. So go to Proverbs 3, 1 through 7. Watch this. We're going to kind of read through this tonight. And I want to use some, some, some stories tonight. Can I do that? Would that help? Oh, it helps me. Proverbs 3, 1 through 7 in the NASB. My son, do not forget my teaching. But have your heart completely with my commandments. Verse 2. For length of days and years of life. And peace they will add to you. Hmm. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Verse 4. So you will find favor and good reputation in the sight of God and men. Verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Hmm. And do not lean on your own understanding. And in all your ways acknowledge him, that's a capital H, and he, capital H, will make your path straight. Verse 7, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Really, we're looking at verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. That voice keeps trying to tell you what you should be believing. And it's trying to tell you what it is you should be thinking and the way you should go. And that voice... Is trying to get you to rationalize what God has said. Now, I'm trying to follow my notes really intently tonight so I can get where I've got to go. So it's confusing me because y'all know I can't stand following notes. Rationalize, we, you know, this, this class we're doing. What, what is rationalize? It's rational lies. <laughs> I wrote that down. I said that was good. Rationalizing things is rational lies. Well, God said this, and I'm going to rationalize out what God said. And in the end, where am I probably going to find myself? Somewhere out in left field, right? Somewhere out in rest, left field. And I'm going to, you know, try to, I don't know, confuse things. Tonight, I want to give you this one scripture that the Lord gave me that will help silence the voice. One scripture. It's not even a long one. Go to Genesis 1.1. Genesis 1-1. Like Genesis 1-1. This is what I was hearing. Genesis 1-1. I, I want us to think about this. One simple verse. Now, we've said we study the Bible. So here's the question. Do you believe this is true? Do you believe the word of God to be true? Well, what if it's a different translation and they messed it up? Yep, see, that's where we can start getting crazy. 
There are some translations I don't agree with how their wording is, but let me tell you something. It's still the word of God to me. And as Pastor Flippo used to tell me, I believe it from Genesis to the maps. And I know in my King James Bible that I have, which is a Thompson and Chain, which is a very expensive Bible, I've even found where it says the, the. I believe both of them. We have got to believe this over everything else, and it will help us. I know you're looking at me kind of confused tonight. Genesis 1-1, what does it say? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's all you need. And I'm getting that look. That's exactly what I figured I'd get. Okay, let me, th- let me talk to you about a story now. Let's, let's focus on some story first. You buy a car. In my notes, I put Ford, but it don't really matter. I'm not picking on Ford. I'm not picking on Ford. I'm not picking on Chevy or Ram or Toyota or anybody else. That car has a problem and brakes. You bring it to the dealership. Yeah, or do you bring it to the guy down the road? You bring it to the dealership. Why do you bring it to the dealership? Because you expect that the person that made the car should have, should be in keyword there, how to fix it. Now, I can tell you growing up that, you know, we didn't have many new cars, but I can remember we brought a car to the dealership, and it was worse when we got it back than when we brought it over there. And I know people told me stories like that, like, don't bring it over there. It's going to be worse. Drive all the way over that town. And, you know, so, so we have a bad opinion. Sometimes it's a personal opinion, but honestly, most of it is what we've heard, isn't it? So then we start seeing that, well, I can't bring my car to that dealership because they're going to make it worse. And you think the guy that made it knew how to fix it. And I can tell you this, that after working in, on cars most of my life, that I don't think the engineers that design the cars have ever touched a wrench. Like, there, there's one truck. Again, I'm not trying to pick on any particular. But when you work on the diesel engine, they basically pull the bolts, unplug it, and lift the cab off the vehicle because it's simpler to work on the engine because you're not getting to the bolts in the back. And there's one of them you pretty much got to do that to change the spark plugs. And so, you know, our thought is is that they should know, but our experiences through life say they probably don't. So now, put my scripture back up there. God created the heavens and the earth. So we should go to him with all our problems. But we have experiences, and, and we've heard people say, well, I've been praying about that for 20 years. God ain't never done it. That starts setting us up. For not going to, you see what I'm, you see where I'm going with this finally, right? I finally got you back around. If you can just believe this one scripture, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Don't you think the God that created you should know how to fix you? He he created the tree that Jesus was crucified on. He created the people that crucified him. He gave them the knowledge of doing crucifixion. He gave all these crazy people the the ability to do the crazy things that they do. You see, we should trust him. But we say it's a deep theological thing. I've got I've to study the word even more and more and more before I can really trust God. In the beginning, God created a heaven and the earth. That's about as simple as you need to get right there. And if you can get there, the rest of it will line up. Because if the guy who created it, you should be able to 
All right, let me bring you a little bit deeper. Let me bring you a little bit deeper. How about this? How about this? How about, you know, people that fly on airplanes? She said, no, thank you. I love airplanes, man. I'd fly everywhere. I'd fly to my house if I had a helicopter. I promise. Yeah, they shaking their head. Man, listen, I would fly everywhere. I love flying. I love flying. Do you trust that the manufacturer of that airplane knows what he's doing? Generally, we do. They're supposed to, yeah. Yeah, I know you got to be quiet because you're an aircraft mechanic like me, so we've got to be quiet. So, you know, I, I was an aircraft mechanic as well in the military, so it's, you know. Okay, so do you want the ground crew guy working on this thing? Or do you want Boeing or, or Airbus working on it if it breaks? You want the manufacturer. Yeah, but this guy knows what he's doing. But, you, but, but here's where I'm trying to get you to, is we don't generally have as much problem with that as we do trusting the dealership to fix our car. And that's a few million dollar aircraft. That's a $30,000 car. You know, when I was in the Navy, we, we had a, a wire that was they forgot to put in the helicopter. From the manufacturer, we got it brand new from the manufacturer. They brought it over. We did all our tests. And after about six months, we started having some problems develop. And we're like, what's going on? There was a wire missing for six months. Six months. And we fought and fought and fought this thing and never could figure it out. And it would only show up every now and then. Finally, we figured it out. There was a wire missing. We called Sikorsky where they did. Sikorsky's like, there ain't no way there's a wire missing. It's a $16 million helicopter. They come out there and found it wasn't a wire. The white coats. We let them fix it. But we had total trust in, in flying in that aircraft all those years, you know, in, in the other ones that they made. See, man can make mistakes. And, and we still don't have problems believing the helicopter manufacturer. And we still kind of sort of believe the dealership. But why is it then when we're trying to trust God with our problems, we struggle. The guy that created it. Did your mama make you? No. Really, it was God that gave her the ability. There was things that happened, and there it is. It all goes back to him. But we struggle with him, but we don't struggle with all these other things. We struggle with the one that we know created everything because we said we believe it. But we're going to trust some guy to, to fix your car. You know, I, I watched a video today, and I, I had to finally because it was just, it was a mechanic, and, and he fixed his car. The guy drove eight hours to bring him the car because three different dealerships couldn't fix it. And he got over there, and he started going through it, and he's, well, that's not very hard. Change one part. And he, was, and he was not happy about that, about all the money. No, it wasn't dealerships. It was three different mechanics. They were all certified, supposedly. They all had their certification. And it was one part. You know why it never would work? Because they weren't going back with the OEM manufacturer part. They were going back with just a cheaper version so that they could make more money, probably, an aftermarket. And he took and saw the, the, the numbers and he had dealt with something similar before. He went down. He was like a Subaru or something. He went down, bought the actual part, which is like three times more, put it in there, and the car worked fine. You see, we, we've got to pay attention because 
we're living off of what we hear from other people most of the time. And that's how we relate to God when we start trusting him. Go back to Proverbs 3 for me. And I got to read a lot for you, but we got to read this. Look at Proverbs 3, starting in verse 13. This is the rest of that chapter. Do you think God just said things and they put them in the Bible to fill space so that one day it would take us forever to read and put us to sleep? I, I really don't think so. Now, I wonder why some things are in there, but I just don't think God ever speaks just because. You know, like, for instance, I was thinking about this. Do you think when God made everything that he was sitting there like, well, I don't really know what this is going to look like. I'm going to let there be light. I, I think he fully understood everything because he, you know, he's God. Look at Proverbs 3.13. Look at this. We're going to read through the rest of this. Blessed is a person who finds wisdom and one who obtains understanding. 14. For her profit is better than profit of silver and her produce better than gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire compares with her. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. We're talking about wisdom here and understanding. Look, 17. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. Go ahead. She is a tree of life to those who will take hold of her, and happy are those who hold her fast. Keep going. Thy Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. See, he didn't just let there be heavens. And, oh, I think that looks cool. You know, it, it's it, to me, it's kind of like, you see those painters that put something on the wall and they take a big cup and they just splash it up there? And people pay thousands of dollars for that stuff. I've even seen one now where there's a, a giraffe. Uh, they've got some bungee cords and they slide it in. There's a, a, there's a, a, a tennis ball on top. So they feed the giraffe. The giraffe walks over there with his mouth and hits it a few times, and then they pull it out and they sell it. Do you think God really made everything like that? I still wonder why he made the mosquito, but I do understand that there, are a, there is a, a couple birds that that's primarily what they live on, but he could have had them eat flies or something else, you know, gnats maybe. But all right, what verse are we on? I'm lost here. 19, the Lord by wisdom founded the earth. Okay, 20, by his knowledge, the deeps were broken up and the skies dip, dripped with dew. Look at it. This, it hadn't even rained when he created everything. You didn't even need rain. But then he told Noah to build a, build a big ship because it's going gonna, it's gonna to rain. And everybody's looking at him like, it's going to what? It ain't never rain. Okay, let's keep going. I'm going to get sidetracked. 21. My son, let them not vanish from your sight. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. Look at verse 22. And so they will be life to your soul and adornment to your neck. You know, that's why the Jewish people actually wear scriptures right around, and, and I know the Catholics do as well. It's actually from, from this scripture right here is why they do that. Keep going. Then you will walk in your way securely, and your foot will not stumble. You want to know how to live life? Go back to the dealership. The real dealership, the one who made everything. Not the dealership that has a bad reputation. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Two more. 
Do not be afraid of sudden fear, nor of the onslaught of the wicked when it comes. We're seeing that. Don't be afraid of it. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Look at that. The one that created you, the one that knows every hair on your head and has can number every hair on your head, even the ones that fall off every day, or you don't have any more, you shaved them off, he still knows them all. Do you think that God really understood what he was doing when he created all this? Yeah. Then why do we allow that voice to tell us otherwise? Because it all goes back to Genesis 1 and 1. It's literally, I keep saying it's that simple, but I think if we can get that in our head, it's not about having a deep theological knowledge all the time. Having that knowledge is great, and I think we should. But if we go back to the basics of when that voice comes in and tries to tell me, well, man, it's going to be bad. You, you may not make it. You may not make it. Well, listen, I know the guy who created everything, and he said I will. Look, look, at, look at SpaceX. Can't land a rocket back. Crazy. He does it all the time and makes it look routine today. Just, just here recently, they, he, he came up with this crazy idea and spent millions on making this big starship that he's going to fly out. He's going to fly, and it's going to come in like a glider, and at the last minute, it's going to do, and it's going to land. You want to know how big this thing is? The cargo area where, where they're going to put people at is larger than a 747, 27 feet across. That's how much room it has in it. And you know what? He launched one just to prove him wrong. And it almost landed. They had one problem with it. And we're watching. I, I love watching this stuff. That's why. And he was like, don't you tell me I can't. I'm going to do it just to prove you wrong. Go back to the one that knows. And when the enemy comes in and said, there's no way you're ever going to make it. Why are you putting your faith in this? Why do you put your money? Why do you tithe? Because I know the one that created everything. And he said, his voice is louder. Go back to this to the beginning. In the beginning, my God created everything. He created me. If you don't know any other scripture, you better know that one. And you can defeat that voice that gets crazy in the background. Amen. So, listen, I, I, had, a, I had some more in there that, that the Lord was sharing with me, but I, I just I tried to put it together today so you could understand. I wanted just to bring that to you. There's, there's a voice out there today in our nation, and I believe it is, it's, it's not just in our nation. It's, it's around the world. It is the voice of Antichrist, which has been here for a long time, but it's getting louder and louder. And that voice is trying to tell you to not follow Christ and trying to tell you it's not worth it. Living holy is not worth it. Following him is not worth it. Can I tell you that in the beginning God created? And there's no voice on this planet that is going to change that. And there's no voice that's going to ever take him off his throne. That's why there will never be a vote in heaven. <laughs> his throne is not up. He will be there forever. Amen. So come on, let me pray for us tonight. And uh, we can go hang out and go home, whatever it is you need to do. So, Lord, I, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for letting us be here together tonight. And Lord, I thank you that you've challenged me even on a new level, Lord. As, as simple as this looks, it's still 
something that, that can help me defeat the voice when the enemy comes in. That, that voice that just never seems to stop. So, Lord, I pray for the people tonight, Lord, that, that we would have peace in our homes. We would have peace in our minds. I just speak peace over our minds. That when the enemy comes in and tries to tell us that you're not real, we can just, if we don't think of any other scripture, we can go back to the, fa- to the, to the scripture at the very beginning. Yeah, he, he created everything. I think he knows what he's doing. If we don't understand what's going on, we just go back to the beginning. The one that created it all knows what's going on. And Lord, I thank you that you are still watching over us and you are healing our sicknesses and supplying all of our needs. And Lord, I know there are people online and maybe they're here tonight that they say, I, Pastor, I don't know Jesus is, is my Lord and Savior. And tonight I want to make him my Lord and Savior. Can I tell you, it's, it's as simple and difficult at the same time of just bowing your heart and mind down to Christ and saying, I need a Savior I can't do this on my own. I've lived a a terrible life, and I need you to forgive me. And I acknowledge you are the Christ, the Son of God. Forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and my Savior. And you can turn over to the book of Romans, chapter 12, and and read through there, and it it tells you a little bit more. But also you can connect with us here at the church at newlifeag.church. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done for us. Bless us. Watch over us and let us continue to be the light of the world that you sent us in to be. And use us mightily in this area in Jesus' name. Come on, if you agree with that, say amen with me tonight. Amen. Listen, don't let that voice get loud. The voice comes in and says, I can't. I, I know the guy who made it all. And he said, I can. He said, I can. Amen. Hey, listen, love you guys. Um, I don't have any of the deacon questionnaires out there tonight. I, I will have them up there Sunday. Also, if you have not filled out a membership request, we have them out there. Uh, we're going to be meeting again here soon. Uh, mark your calendars, though. You, you're getting the, uh, the, the before everybody else hears it, uh, February 7th. That's a Sunday. We're going to have a very quick meeting right after church. Uh, and, and what it is is, is we're going to move our annual business meeting date.